Well, after all that talk about coronavirus and death and negative economic news, I thought we'd have a love story. How about that? A love story. So this is a love story between a British girl, a Welsh girl, actually. She certainly describes herself as a romantic. She's always liked romantic movies. And she's a bit of a comedian. She, I don't know what she does, actually. I think she might be one of these internet comedians, you know. Okay, so like a funny romantic. Yes. And her name's Lorna. And she decided, after a series of romantic relationships that didn't work out, she was going to take some time off from dating. And she took a whole year where she didn't actually date anybody. Okay. And then when she came back looking to date again, it was March 2020. And, of course, everything went into lockdown. And now... She discovered she was on her own at home. And and she had no one. And she had no one. Except for a gerbil. Except for a, probably a family pet or something. Okay. Yes. So she started with some dating apps, and that didn't really work out very well, these dating apps. I don't even know what there are on the market these days, but the, you know the, how it goes. Uh, the, yeah, okay. So. so after three months of that, she gave up. And then she happened to come across a Brazilian chap, actually. Okay. From Rio, from an Rio. engineer. Okay. And she invited him for a Friday drink over Zoom. So this is how you date these days. You have a Zoom call. <laughs> a Zoom drink. On a Friday night, and you both have a drink. And well, that, now, that, that's actually, that's kind of a funny date. I like that idea. Yeah, this is how they do it. Well, no, I can't say that because I have a wife. But okay, the, the idea is nice. So they had a, a nice Zoom chat. And he was an hour late, apparently. And she couldn't quite work out why it'd be an hour late for a Zoom call. But, but that's, um, a t- that's a typical karaoke characteristic. Exactly. They're late for everything. But they really hit it off, and they had lots of texts and phone calls, and finally they decided they were going to meet up. Okay, but where? In Brazil or in, in Wales? In Bristol, actually, which is close to Wales. It's quite close to where I grew up, actually. It's, uh, cl- that, it's close to the Shire. That's close to the airport, isn't it? Uh, not particularly, no. It's, oh. very, it's very close to the Shire. Why, why would anybody want to meet up in Bristol? Bristol's a lovely city. Oh, okay. It's, is, it, it on it, the, is it on the sea? It's the British Silicon Valley, actually. It's where all the tech companies are. Oh. And a lot of the sort of incubator companies, it's a sort of a... Yeah, but it doesn't sound very dating-friendly. No, it's a, it's nice. Well, it's oh. not, it didn't used to be dating-friendly because the pubs used to close at 10.30, but I think they open till 11 these days. So. Okay, so then they went out and had a real drink. So they actually finally met up in Bristol, and that went quite well. So they arranged to meet again the second day, and they went for a picnic by the river. And suddenly he turned to her and he said, Lorna... Will you marry me? <laughs> On the second date. On the second date, yes. <laughs> She'd only met him the day before. <laughs> and she uh, says... Th- this is very karaoke. She says, definitely. <laughs> and he says, oh, thank you. Let's go for another swim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was their romantic moment. And a few days later, within that week, he moved into her, her apartment, her flat. Was the guy unemployed? Um, I don't know. He just describes him as an engineer. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just uh, engineer of what? Come on. <laughs> exactly. 2320 and 1901, you have visits. And they're still together and they're planning to get married. But, of course, with the lockdown, they don't know when they're going to get married. Okay. So um, they are waiting to see how things are going to pan out. And obviously, it'd be nice for his family to come over from Brazil to England right. for the wedding. But, of course, at the moment, the only place you can fly is about Africa, I think. Okay. Because um, all flights from... Brazil are not being accepted right now. Yeah, that's that's actually not a good place to leave from right now. So his family's mm. in lockdown. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see how this pans out. But that's 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 my story. Today. Well, that's a very interesting love story. A little love story. So yes. so how? Uh, but just a silly question. How long have they actually known each other? 
Well, they about first four weeks? they first had their Zoom date probably um, about nine months ago. And ah, they, so it's been a little while. And then they met in they actually met in November, I think. So it, it's been more than one month at least. Yes. Ah, okay, so they've known good. each other on and off, but he actually proposed to her the, the second day that after they met, and she accepted. Wow. So think of all that material she's got for her stand-up routine. Boy, I tell you, that's going to give her a lot of material, even yeah. for us. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. I'll keep you informed whether they get okay. married and what happens next. So my, my second short international news item that I have is that Dutch researchers have trained honeybees to detect samples with COVID-19. Ah, interesting. Yes, it, it seems that the honeybees have a fantastic sense of smell. And they have been able to train them, kind of using the, the Pavlov dog technique. Okay. You know, where he receives a reward if he does a, a certain press activity. Press the bell and then the dog starts to salivate. Yes. Right, something like that. Well, that also works for bees. Oh. <laughs> and we, we, and I've got a bunch of bees salivating. I guess they're they, salivating they, they, over they COVID-19 now. But okay. They must salivate, yes. <laughs> but what they've done is they've trained them to, let's say, they receive a, if they detect the COVID-19 sample, they receive a reward of sugar water. Ah. And then they, they don't have really a tongue, but they have what they call a proboscis. That kind of protrudes outside of them, and then they lick at that honey water a little bit, and then they just go on sniffing. That's interesting, isn't it? So how what, how do they provide the uh, the reward? I mean, do they have to follow the bees around as they uh, with their little bottle of nectar or whatever they're well, carrying? Well, I, I, I don't know how they did it. I think it's it's set up in some way that I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> you can see them at the airports now, your little beehive. Yeah, beehive, and then as you go. But, but the thing is, they say it's incredibly cheap, it's very effective, and you get immediate results. Mm. So you no longer have to send it to the lab. Okay. So imagine for a pharmaceutical industry, they're not too happy with this because this could, let's say, potentially affect their bottom line because they're earning a lot of money on all of these tests. Let's be honest. But how, how does the bee actually get its sample from the human? I mean, how does it, what does it do with its proboscis? What, which part does it lick, so to speak? Well, they didn't get into details. I don't know about what, what the bees actually have to lick to detect COVID-19. Well, maybe, maybe there's just an aroma coming off of someone. Well, I, I kind of assume that it's, you know, if they get in the vicinity, they're, they're able to detect it. Their, their sense of smell is strong enough that they can detect it. But yeah, We're probably a bit more sweaty and gamey when we're, we're under mm. the COVID influence. No? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, some critics have said it's still too early to, let's say, promote this technique, but they think it's quite interesting. Okay, well, it sounds fascinating, actually. One, I'd be very interested to know more details. Yeah, there's one little side point that I would like to say. Hmm. It's not new to use uh, bees or insects for their sense of smell. Okay. In the 1990s, the U.S. Department of Defense were training insects for years to detect explosives and toxins. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't know how that turned out for the insects, but... It's not that it has been done before. Interesting. Well, there we go. There we go. COVID solutions and innovation.